0: Hey, welcome to the Sex, Self, and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Fatima, but you can call me Tima. This is a lifestyle podcast focused on sex, self, and relationships. This podcast will provide sex education, focusing especially on female pleasure. We will discuss self-development and how we can become the best versions of ourselves, all while exploring our relationships and how we can show up as our best for all of them. Welcome. Welcome. Today's episode is on how to create a healthy relationship. I want to start off by saying a healthy relationship doesn't just happen by luck. And it's not just for certain people. A healthy relationship is an intentional act by all parties in a relationship. Whether or not it's an intimate relationship, familial, or a friendship. For a healthy relationship style to be created, all parties have to commit to acting accordingly. Many folks crave a healthy relationship but they're unaware of the skills needed to accomplish it. Unless you grew up around people that modeled what a healthy relationship looked like, there's no way to develop the skills without intentionally trying to learn it. You can't just expect to know what a healthy relationship is just because you want a healthy relationship. A lot of people say they want a healthy relationship, but don't even know what it looks like. Don't even know what's required in a healthy relationship. Don't know how to be healthy within themselves, and to anyone. So if you want to be in a healthy relationship, I want to start off by first saying the things that are the opposite of that. So here are a few skills that are literally the opposite of creating a healthy relationship style. Number one, being too nice. Y'all know I talk about this all the time. Being nice is being agreeable, going with the flow, in order to be perceived as nice. As opposed to being kind where you tell people how it is, you're being honest, but you're still considerate of others. You still do good things, but you're not just agreeable just to be nice. So being too nice in a relationship, any kind of relationship, it could be an intimate relationship, your family, anyone. Being too nice and agreeable at the expense of yourself it creates an imbalance in a relationship, and eventually you start to develop resentment. You don't need to regularly neglect your need to accommodate any relationship. And I mean absolutely any relationship. A healthy relationship will make room for your needs as well. It has to go both ways. Number two, being highly defensive. I Listen, I get it. No one wants to be the bad guy. No one likes to hear criticisms about themselves. I get it. It feels uncomfortable. But sometimes you just have to sit in that discomfort. Sometimes you just have to take a moment, sit with the information you've been given and that discomfort and really think logically about it. Like let the feelings do what they do. You know, feel like you want to retaliate, feel anger, be upset about hearing the news. It's okay. You could feel those feelings. But before you react, instead of just reacting based on your feelings. Actually, take some time to think about it. Think about how you want to respond. Think about whether or not it's true. Especially when it's true, it's usually when it's the most uncomfortable. After getting a moment to think, and you acknowledge that you may be wrong, learn to own up to it quickly. Like, don't drag it along. Don't try to find. Oh well, well, I may be wrong, here, but then you did that. Then. Don't do that. Accept that you're wrong. Don't bring up other stuff. Don't try to have other people with you. Just accept that you're wrong. Apologize quickly and move on. When we try to be defensive and go back and forth, it's when you drag out a fight. There's no way to move on quickly from disagreements and learn each other if we keep dragging things out because we don't want to accept when we're wrong. So if you acknowledge that you're wrong, accept that and move on. And in the case where you feel like, you know what, I've thought about this logically and I don't feel like I'm wrong, You can have a conversation about something. You can disagree with someone without throwing it back on them, without trying to neglect how you may have made them feel. Explain to them that I understand how you feel about that and I apologize for that, but that was not my intent. Explain whatever it is while still acknowledging their feelings. A healthy relationship and growth opportunity exists for those that aren't afraid of being wrong and are comfortable facing it. That's how relationships grow, and that's how the healthy ones are made. The third skill and trait to not have if you want a healthy relationship is the silent treatment. If every time you're upset about something or you have a disagreement with someone, you just shut them out, you start to ignore them, you act like they don't exist, that is the opposite of creating a healthy relationship. It's actually a very toxic way of being. Because it's very unhelpful and it it has no benefit because you're angry, but you're not really expressing to the person why you're upset or how you feel. You're just shutting them out. If you're angry and want to be left alone, it's important to communicate that with all parties involved instead of just shutting them down. It's okay to be angry and, and understand that I feel like screaming at the person right now or I feel like retaliating in some way. That's what anger does. It's okay to have those feelings and say, you know what? I'm having a lot of angry feelings right now and I know I need to take some time to myself. I'm not shutting you out. I just kind of need some time to myself. So, you know, please give me that. I don't want to retaliate on you. I don't want to take it all out on you. Let them know that instead of just shutting them out and treating them negatively. Because what that actually does is just, you're still acting in a negative way. You're just doing it with the silent treatment. You're retaliating by withholding your love. And that's just unfair and it creates a very toxic environment. Now that you know some habits and skills to drop if you want a healthy relationship, let's focus on the skills that you do need to develop to have a healthy relationship. Starting with number one is emotional intelligence. This is key because understanding your emotions allows you the opportunity to manage your emotions instead of your emotions managing you. When all parties in the relationship are capable of understanding their emotional experience and needs, it leaves room for healthy communication and faster resolutions of problems. Because you're not just bubbling inside, being all upset, not saying anything to anyone or having feelings, but not understanding them. Sometimes if you don't even understand what anger feels like in your body, if you don't understand what sadness feels like in your body, or you've You're so unaware, which a lot of us are. A lot of us was not raised with emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence isn't taught in school. It's not taught at home too. Most parents don't understand it. So if you don't have the emotional intelligence to express what you are experiencing internally, it just becomes more difficult to communicate in relationships and to come to resolution because it's more challenging for you to identify what your problems are. Oftentimes, people unaware of their emotional experience tend to project and react according to the emotions they're feeling without even realizing that they're doing it. When you develop the skills of emotional intelligence, you're able to identify the emotions you're feeling and then process it instead of pretending it doesn't exist and lashing out on others. Number two, communication. Excellent communication skills is at the forefront of all healthy relationships. I think any long term couple that you ask for relationship advice always tells you open communication always communicating effective communicating communication 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 it's just it's the best way to understand both perspective and come to a resolution most disagreements are due to misunderstanding If all parties of the relationship can commit to effectively communicating their needs and internal experience, it will also create an understanding of all parties' perspective and less disagreements. So a communication tip for you guys that my therapist gave to me, and I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but I'm going to mention it again. When you're trying to make someone understand how they made you feel, focus less on describing the actions of what occurred. Like if, someone did something that upset you focus less on saying well you did not wash the dishes after i told you to you're so selfish you never listened to me focus less on saying the things that happen and more on saying how you feel about the situation after i asked you to wash the dishes and you said you would but you didn't made me feel dismissed disrespected however it is the feelings. focus on the feelings people have an easier time understanding and relating to people when you tell them the feelings you're experiencing rather than the details of the event. For more information on communicating and having hard conversations, go back to the How to Have a Hard Conversation episode. Number three, courage. Sometimes it can be a lot easier to be agreeable and ignore your needs to avoid disagreements or negative reactions from others. But every time you neglect yourself to avoid a conflict, you only multiply the intensity of the conflict by two and delay the explosion for later. It's kind of like, later Fatima will deal with that. I used to say that all the time. (laughs) Every time I didn't want to do shit. Later Fatima will deal with that. I multiplied it by two and I saved it for later. For every time you continue to ignore it and you dismiss the boundary you need to set or the hard conversation you need to have, you multiply by two and you save it for later and you just keep doubling it and doubling it and it continues to grow in intensity, and eventually it explodes. It always explodes on its own. You can't save it for later forever. So to create a healthy relationship, you must develop the courage to advocate for yourself, even at the risk of the conflict it may bring. Especially when interacting with a parental figure or someone older than you or someone you highly respect, it can be very scary to stand your ground because you don't want to risk it being perceived as being disrespectful. But sometimes it's a small price to pay for honoring your values. It might not produce an immediate positive outcome, but that's just the discomfort before growth and change occurs. It may feel uncomfortable then, but trust me, respect is earned, not given. And you will get that respect. Speaking of respect, number four, respect. (laughs) Respect is a two-way street all relationships require respect, regardless of the age. Respect can be different for everyone based on religion, culture, or surroundings. Once all parties are able to communicate their values, the respect style should be based on what you've learned about them. Respect can be challenging when angry because your natural response is to retaliate, but that's when your emotional intelligence becomes helpful. A healthy relationship strengthens When all parties are able to feel their feelings without losing control and acting out their anger. Feel your feelings. Think your thoughts. If you feel like punching the person or the anger makes you want to retaliate in your mind, do those things. Feel your feelings. But you don't need to act out that anger. You can feel your feelings without treating them in an angry way. Let them know it makes you feel angry. What you just said about me made me feel angry. I'm angry right now. I feel angry right now because of what you did. Express that anger. There's always a way for you to feel your feelings without disrespecting the person and still respecting yourself. Number five, trust. The dictionary defines trust as the belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Trust is the foundation of all healthy relationships. Because it confirms you believe in the other person's capability to show up with a good heart and contribute positively into the relationship. When humans feel trusted, it encourages us to continue to act according to those standards. That's why employees with trusting managers can produce more and better work compared to those with micromanagers. The same applies in all other relationships. When you trust someone, you bring out the best in them. And it has to go both ways. The trust cannot be one sided. Number six, support. A relationship offers mutually beneficial support. In a healthy relationship, all parties understand support is available when needed. If you rely on someone for a lot of support, you should also be asking them how you can support them if you don't already know. Support can come in different shades and sizes. Support can look like being there for a friend that needs to vent, or sharing excitement with a loved one for accomplishing a goal. You don't need to wait for birthdays or special occasions to express positive feelings in your relationships. Get into the habit of regularly expressing positive feelings in your relationships so you never have to regret not giving your loved ones their flowers while they're here. If a positive feeling or positive thought comes to your mind, don't be shy. Express it to whoever it is you have a relationship with. Trust me, they'll love to hear it. Last but certainly not least is number seven, acceptance. A relationship flourishes and grows healthy when all participating parties are provided space to be their true selves. Understanding that everyone you have a relationship with have a different perspective of the world than you do is important. You may share similarities, but they are never meant to be exactly like you. Allow people the freedom to think and act differently from you. When you embrace acceptance in any relationship, It allows you to see the person for who they truly are and not the version of them you want them to be. Those that can accept people for who they truly are can usually extend the same grace to themselves. No one is perfect, including yourself. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Please utilize some of these tips in your relationships, okay? This is not only for your man or your girl. This is for your mama your papa, your sister, your lover, your girlfriend, I said that already, your coworker, anyone. You portray these qualities and you will attract the same in return and express these things to people you care about. Let them know how these are the values that matter to you. Let them know that you want to be accepted. Let them know you want support. Let them know trust is important to you and if you feel like you're in a relationship where, whether it's a, a friend or an intimate relationship or a familial, whatever it is, and you feel like you're not getting this and you've requested it and you don't think you're ever going to get it, maybe that's not the relationship for you. Or maybe you just haven't advocated for yourself. Oftentimes, we don't advocate for ourselves. We don't speak up. We let it slide. So maybe it's time to start speaking up. And maybe it's time for you to start portraying these traits too. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Have a great day. And thank you. Bye. Please like, share, and most importantly, leave reviews to help the podcast grow. For more information on the resources used in this episode, please refer to the links in the bio.